Hello, I'm Taj, also known as Tropic Vibes, the host of the Nifty Business Show, where we discuss the businesses that are shaping Web 3.0, NFTs, and blockchain technology. Now, today, as for the first episode, I am excited to present what got me into the space to begin with. And in summary, it was the Wax blockchain. I know it is one of the new kids on the block. I mean, there was Bitcoin, there was Bitcoin Cash, there was Ethereum, Ethereum Classic. There's just so many other things that came before it. And I've been hearing about cryptocurrencies, blockchain, and all this stuff for the longest time. However, it was always presented to me by speculators that wanted to get rich overnight and was presenting all this stuff that I could not really relate to. I was someone who was on the internet from the early days of AOL, eBay. I was uh, notorious for uh, doing all sorts of e-commerce when I was in high school and all sorts of things like that. So I was not one to shy away from the technology or a new frontier or anything of that nature. It's just that I was never presented it in a way that really I was able to see the real world value and the the, the tangible use for businesses until the Wax blockchain. So today, what I'm going to do is actually I'm going to dive into the white paper from 2019 and just some key points that really jumped out to me and the issues that the WAX team was trying to tackle and why I was just so sold on this project and why it just opened up my eyes to all the world of possibilities and just just endless things that could come from this space. And as a result, it opened me up to all sorts of crypto, all sorts of other NFT projects and DeFi and just the whole world of Web 3.0. Well, first and foremost, I'm not going to read the entire white paper. I will provide a link for that. It is old news at this point. This is at the date of recording this. This is November 15th, 2021, and this has been out since 2019. However, many of the problems that are addressed in this white paper are still currently uh, hampering and a bottleneck for the industry as a whole and why crypto hasn't has this wide stream adoption. Although, you know, the space has just grown tenfold, especially with the advent and release of NFTs and everything. So WAX is a very ambitious project from day one. It is very different than most cryptocurrencies. First of all, I will say that it is not fully decentralized at this point. The goal down the, the, the road is to shift away from more centralized to a completely de decentralized uh, system. However, at the date of recording this, it is not fully decentralized. And the problems highlighted in this white paper is very evident from where I'm currently living. I'm currently located in Jamaica and from a lot of countries, especially outside of the European Union and outside of the U.S., North America, Canada and those places. It is very hard to get into crypto or even just transferring fiat money from border to border, from account to account. So first, I want to speak about just fiat transactions in general, because that is the most common transaction, you know, dollar to dollar, pound, euros and so forth. And especially transferring border to border from account to account using PayPal or credit card transactions or whatever it might be, checks, uh, wire transfers, all of that. That is the most common way that we know of transacting money. And it is very slow and efficient, especially in a country such as this. Like I said, I'm currently located in Jamaica and to do a wire transfer to a U.S. account or whatever it is, it is very expensive. Sometimes, let's say you're transferring only $100, it could be as much as $30 to make that transfer, $40 or whatever. So it is a very inefficient uh, process. 
And of course, this is one of the major selling points for just the blockchain in general and cryptocurrencies is that you can have these border to border transactions without uh, the centralization of going through banks and governments and transfer fees and and uh, exchange rates and all those different things. So it really opens up the world. But however, those that are in crypto right now are still fairly the early adopters, although, you know, you'll hear crypto being discussed at barbershops and everyone, you know, major companies every day are adding it. Uh, El Salvador as its major currency or its official currency. It has definitely come onto the front page more than even before because, uh, you know, when I first came down to Jamaica, basically no one down here knew what Bitcoin was, maybe just like a few elites. But for the most part, although people might not know what Bitcoin is, they've heard of it. They've heard of cryptocurrencies and different things. And so but as far as owning any or getting into it, it is very difficult. And that is one of the things that Wax was trying to tackle with this. First of all, with the the, the cost of getting into it, how to purchase these cryptocurrencies and and the way of onboarding people onto it is very difficult. And Wax really tackles that in a lot of ways by making it very simple, having a practical uh, real world application, and it has low cost of entry, uh, the transaction fees and everything is that that's what they're tackling in this. And the main cryptocurrency that it was highlighted, and especially if you're into the NFT space, you know that Ethereum, really, that that is where the funds are, that is where the dollars are, the, all the big projects and everything are really on Ethereum. Now, Ethereum is not really the most efficient. Now, Ethereum 2.0 has lots of promises. And of course, there are different layers such as Polygon and all these other projects that are trying to make it more efficient and uh, more cost effective and a lot faster. However, at the current time, Ethereum is very slow and expensive. The gas fees alone, sometimes, you know, you might have an NFT that's only, uh, let's say, 50 or a uh, hundred U.S. dollars at this time. I'm, I'm just still in the you know the fiat mode because that's what people tend to uh, look at the price on. Of course, 0.08 ETH, depending on the price of ETH, whatever it is. Uh, a lot of generative products. So that's what they start at. But the gas fees might be just as much depending on the, the the volume that's going through the network at the time. So a lot of people, you know, don't even get into it. But, you know, people that have no idea how to set up a MetaMask wallet and how to uh, don't even know what gas fees means. Now, just the thought of even trying to buy an NFT after they get over the hurdle of, okay, I'm going to go into uh, an NFT and I hear this is a great thing for whatever reason or not, whether it's speculation or they see the real world application for whether it's gaming or some kind of access such as like a V token or whatever it might be, they want to get into this. But now to set up all of that, the barrier for entry is just ridiculous, especially for coming from a country such as, you know, the, the islands or anywhere outside of the US really, or it's even very difficult in the US compared to the European Union. So with regulation and all these different things, it, it, it's it's not easy. And then, of course, those who have concerns about the environmental concerns, because proof of work and, and the Ethereum uh, chain is nowhere near as efficient as it ought to be. And, you know, it... I don't think it was really set up with the scaling of what we're currently seeing today. It, it really took off a lot faster than was expected, I would say. The technology has not kept pace with the demand for it. So let's take a look at a few key points from the, the white paper itself. Why WAX was really appealing to me, and I think it is uh, going to really make a big impact, especially in the developing world. WAX is a protocol chain singularly dedicated to the digital goods. And as we predicted, and others have concluded, video games and the gateway to the mass adoption of the blockchain technology. 
So as is stated in this white paper, and what I noticed is the gaming, the gamification gamers and, you know, the tech savvy individuals, they're the ones who are really the early adopters that are really pushing the space. And right now you can see this in, in wax in particular, because they are just the volume of NFTs that are on wax are, are just, it blows away all the other chains. And there, there's just so much action, whether it be for the games itself or just the digital collectibles being swapped, you know, uh, tops had cards on there. They have, uh, now, Major League Baseball is no longer on tops, but of course the Garbage Pail Kids and just so many projects are on there. Uh, as of today or tomorrow, Hot Wheels will be on there. There's just so much that are, you know, being able to collect, collect these digital goods. And a lot of people, that is something that they can definitely understand. They might not understand Bitcoin. They might not understand staking and, 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 and proof of work and all these different terms, but they can easily understand what a digital collectible is. So these digital goods that are on wax, which is primarily what is driving the entire blockchain is is these low cost nfts now whether these these nfts are just you know standalone digital collectibles or they're a part of a game ecosystem that that is really what is uh, appealing to wax because there's a lot of negative sentiments especially for people who are uh, speculators that are in this uh, just flipping projects on eth and they look at wax and they look at they look at the cost of the token and they look at what's going on and, and it's sort of dismissed as a, a back channel, just fly by night operation. However, the volume that's going on on Wax, uh, like I said, this this is the blockchain that really uh, sold me on this whole ecosystem of everything. And uh, I'm not citing and saying one blockchain is better than the other. I think uh, th there is a space for uh, multiple blockchains. They have different uses and different values, but definitely I would say uh, the wax now the volume of the collectors and the community that is there is just really just an amazing thing and it is at low cost the transactions and the the fees are are really there are no fees the the marketplaces might have a minor fee or the creators might have a transaction fee at what itself but the actual blockchain the transactions are free there there there's no gas there is uh, it is very fast and these collectibles just as if you're trading Pokemon cards in real life to be able to trade these cards trade these assets on the blockchain is just an amazing thing and it's onboarding a lot of people that would have had nothing to do with uh, any kind of finance decentralization any kind of interest in that sort of stuff but because they're gamers or they're collectors wax is drawing in a lot of people another point that they make in the white paper is the small nft marketplace customer base and low activity suggests that we believe customers want something easier faster cheaper as well as fiat payments since Wax has the most liquidity, with fiat payments and easy to use for customers, we believe all items will eventually end up connected to Wax. Now, that is a bold statement to make that all items, all these digital items will eventually end up connected to Wax, which is, wow, that is a bold statement. But the reason why I think this uh, holds some kind of weight is for the simple fact uh, the speed and ease of use of the system. And j just for example, signing up for uh, getting your wallet, you can use your, your social media accounts, your Twitter, your Facebook, your, your email address, whatever it is, just as if you're signing up for any others, you know, uh, social network, or you're trying to get a web account for uh, any website, that is how you can get your Wax wallet. It's a custodial wallet. You don't have private keys and all of that stuff, but the onboarding process is so easy. You don't have to uh, write down all these secret passwords and you don't have to uh, install MetaMask and doing all these different things. You just simply go, you get your 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 account and boom, you're off to the races. 
And, you know, down the line, you can fund it or you can start receiving NFTs. You can start receiving coins and all these different things for absolutely free. And yes, I understand that, you know, the, the negatives and of, of, of having a custodial wallet as opposed to having your own private keys. Uh, however, just for onboarding, getting people in at no cost, very ease, easy and frictionless, uh, it, 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 it is one of the things that really uh, appeals to a lot of people. And I think why Wax is going to really help to grow the space. And once somebody comes into the ecosystem, they start to understand Wax, they understand Wax P, they're going to under, you know, be open to Ethereum, they're going to be open to Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, and then start to look at DeFi, how to uh, state coins elsewhere and, and all sorts of different things. It, it really opens them up to this whole world of everything. And then another section that says wax target market for digital goods is a superset combined of virtual items from video games, which is $140 billion total sales, uh, $50 billion in secondary trading volume and potentially tokenized products from e-commerce, which is valued at $1.8 trillion, $2.8 trillion globally e-commerce. Now, those are all big numbers. And uh, if you are a fan of Shark Tank or, you know, any of those things, when people start to throw like the whole market size and they're throwing these huge numbers to especially uh, uh, Kevin, aka Mr. Wonderful on that show, um, they'll say, well, yeah, you're throwing the entire market and that is a very big number. But, you know, let's be realistic about what your market size actually is. Uh, so when they're throwing these numbers like two trillion and whatever, I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds very Shark Tank pitchish. But what I will definitely say uh, that jumps out to me is the hundred forty dollars, hundred and forty billion dollars worth of gaming and fifty billion dollars worth of secondary assets, right? So we're not even talking about the tr trillions of e-commerce, but there is potential into all of that. But the gaming market is very big, and as we can see right now, as far as uh, just, just think of, I look back at the days of, uh, web 2.0 with Facebook and Farmville blew up. Farmville just took over everything. And you know how much, uh, <laughs> uh, homework assignments and projects, uh, papers I should have been writing, but I'm messing around with Farmville, uh, and, and so many other people. Uh, so, you know, just imagine if, if web 3.0 was a possibility back then with especially play to earning and all these different things, which uh, now there is a very similar thing to Farmville on the Wax blockchain, all these different things. It's easy to draw people in. They're able to see the value to have they fun, have fun with it. And then, of course, uh, being able to liquidate that, that is just an amazing thing. But what really jumps out to me in that little section there is the tokenized products from consumer e-commerce. And I think of just a lot of things. They're, they're doing a, uh, you can have a digital aspect to real world goods. And Wax is really trying to push this in the sense of, let's say I uh, am a musician and I release an album. And, you know, if you are, you know, people are still buying albums. But I released this album or let's let's use a movie or, or some other thing. But digital creation, an ebook, let's say, right? And it's tied to uh, an asset on Wax, right? So you can build a, a, a community based on the purchases that they're making in e-commerce to redeem an NFT, to uh, pur purchase uh, additional content, to, to have access to a community. And with that, there are airdrops and so many different things where uh, now that you're into that ecosystem of whoever that creator was, whatever that company or brand is, 
yeah, you have just so much access to everything that they have through their digital goods. So I think tying these two things together and because of the cost of the transactions are so low, if, like I said, there's no gas fees and the, uh, you know, the model of uh, Ethereum was really essentially not really built for NFTs, but wax from the ground up is built for this digital goods and NFTs. They're mentioning this over and over and over. And I don't know if it is the absolute first blockchain built from the ground up for NFTs, but I can say the proof is definitely in the pudding by the simple, the volume that is going on on Wax and just how easy it is to transact and just really the fun community that is there compared to, you know, the high end stuff that is uh, on Ethereum or even Sol or Polygon or anywhere else really. And another key point, because viral digital goods are so easy to transfer on wax, the frequency of the trades increase and makes the marketplace more liquid. That means items sell faster and in turn, more items, more items are attracted to the marketplace. And I can definitely say from personal experience, that is very true. Things that I try to sell on wax are much easier to sell than on other blockchains. Even Soul. Soul is a much cheaper blockchain to transact on. However, even on uh, on Soul, I don't see the volume and the ease of moving products, or I should say, of moving NFTs and digital goods, as I do on Wax. Wax just has that community that is just there. Of course, you know, e even the higher end products, I, I have sold some some uh, some NFTs for just as much as what's listed on Soul or wherever else. And on Wax, it just moves so much quicker because the community is there and the transactions and the marketplaces, uh, the dApps that are on there, and it just flows so easy. And I think it's really the ease of onboarding, especially now that the Wax P token is just so much easier. I, when I first got on it, you had to go through hoops. You had to go through different exchanges and, and do all sorts of things and uh, to be able to, to, to get the Wax P token. But now it is... Uh, opening up, it is listed on Binance and, and and just so much more that I really see this world as opening to just the masses. And lastly, we remain excited about the new cases of games from talented independent game publishers that have customer owned assets in them and encourage the trading and the creating scarcity in their items. These game publishers include but are not limited to Amoka Brands, Pixel, Mythical Games, and Neon District. We estimate that we are probably a year or more away from seeing the smash hit that embraces blockchain. After it has happened, the larger, older, more established game publishers will look to adopt it in their own way. And of course, this was written in 2019, but with Axie Infinity and other games that have, have blown up on the blockchain and even on Wax itself, Wax has a lot of games that have uh, become very popular. I know Warsaken is about to come out. Uplift World, which is built upon the Minecraft game and just so many things have come out because like I said, this was 2019. This is now 2021. So they said a year away and we still haven't seen that, you know, huge smash hit. I mean, actually Infinity, don't get me wrong, is very, very, very popular, very successful. And it's, it's making a fortune for people in the Philippines, especially. But I will definitely say uh, the, the widespread adoption of something like a like a Pokemon Go or something like that nature that just basically takes over the world has not necessarily happened yet. So we're still looking for that that game for that thing to really open up the world to say, you know, for the EA Sports of the world and all these uh, traditional publishers to really jump on the blockchain. But I, I definitely see a potential in games such as Blancos and different things. But 
you know, this again, this is 2019. So this was really a forward way of looking at it, that gamers would be the one that's really driving this space and opening it up as the early adopters and then sharing it with the world. And people are onboarding onto this. And I think just the ease of use of the Wax blockchain, getting onto it, getting a wallet literally within minutes or seconds, I should say, someone can go from uh, having no crypto wallets, no experience whatsoever to trading and, and having uh, NFTs and receiving and creating and minting and, and doing all this stuff, I think is just an amazing thing they have built. And, you know, it, it's, it's not there in, in the price, although the price is kind of uh, rocketing today. Um, uh, I'll discuss that uh, probably tomorrow or something. But definitely, you know, I, I definitely uh, appreciate what's going on with the WAX team. And although it's not your typical... 100% decentralized model of of what's going on in the space. But as they move it away from that, more dApps come onto it and they're uh, decentralizing and giving more uh, freedom and autonomy to the community. And uh, they're moving more towards that. They're, of course, they have the bridge to ETH and all that, you know, with the uh, the rap ETH and, and just, uh, just so much is going on. But I can definitely say Wax being built from the ground up for digital goods and NFTs does set it apart from the other blockchains. And I just think it is a very cool thing what's going on. And, you know, uh, that's again, that is why I ended up getting into the space, why now I own other cryptocurrencies and other projects, and other NFTs and different things. It was really Wax that caught my eye. So, of course, that's why I thought it was fitting to start off first episodes of speaking about Wax, diving to the blockchain and the white paper. And as we go on, this is the approach as to how I'm going to be looking at these projects and the things. It's not just about, oh, uh, this is what's happening with the charts with this token and all that stuff. I know there's a lot of information out there about investing and flipping money. That's not what this show is about. This show is really about the real world utility, real world application and just giving you the information that as I find it, as I'm researching this stuff, because I'm excited about this space and hopefully you are too and you find this information valuable. And, uh, you know, if there's anything that you would like to see or hear more about, you know, please uh, feel free to reach out to me. And of course, my Twitter handle is in the show notes and everything. So just reach out to me. Let me know what you'd like to hear more of. And if there's anything that I should take an eye on or, you know, really dig into that you will find uh, interesting as far as what, you, you know, the real world application of things. And again, I'm not interested in just presenting something to flip in. Oh, yeah, it's going to the moon. Make money here. Just really cool projects, because I really believe this is the future. And it's not just a speculator's game of just trying to make a quick profit. I this this is the direction in which the Internet the web and the world as a whole is going. And I'm just happy to be here uh, with it. And I'm having a great time. I'm having a ball with this and that you guys are here with me and you're hearing this content. Hope you enjoy it. So until the next one, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.